Blog Talk Radio. You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. And yes, it does. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today is Thursday, April 19th, 2012. I appreciate you tuning in to the program. And Donna, I could hear you cluttering around back there, so I know you're on the other line. I'm here. I'm here making noise. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, that's all right. Our call-in number to the show is 347-826-9170, and we're keeping our focus on truck driver health, which is an issue that all professional drivers really need to pay attention to as regulations are and or will be becoming more strict about as time goes on. And We already know about sleep apnea, BMI, the body mass index issues, Newer uh, HOS rules mandating extra rest breaks, even discussion on neck sizes of drivers. We've, you've all heard about this on Truth About Trucking Live before, and it's coming. Health is already playing a big role in the life of the upcoming wannabe truck driver and those presently in the profession. In fact, just in case, uh, in, you know, if you're not aware of it yet, the FMCSA has announced the establishment of the National Registry of Certified Medical Examiners, the Medical Review Board, or the MRB for short, which will require that uh, all uh, medical examiners who conduct the DOT physical exams for uh, interstate commercial uh, motor vehicle drivers, that they meet uh, certain standards and criteria, and if not, they will no longer be allowed to perform the DOT medical exams. And uh, FMCSA will require that motor carriers and drivers use only those medical examiners on the agency's national registry and will only accept as a valid medical examiner certificate that is issued by one of these medical examiners that will be listed on the national registry. And the effective date will begin on May 21, 2012, and the compliance for it will be uh, required to begin on May 21, 2014. Now, Here's a website so you can learn more about the National Registry Medical Review Board. It's NRCME. That is just an abbreviation for National Registry Certified Medical Examiners. So nrcme.fmcsa.dot.gov. Now, listen up as to why the, the uh, National Registry Certified Medical Examiners has been developed. I took this directly from their website, the FMCSA website. It says, FMCSA is developing the National Registry Program to improve highway safety and driver health by requiring that medical examiners be trained and certified so they can determine effectively whether a CMV driver's medical fitness for duty meets FMCSA standards. So <clears throat> remember when so many drivers and carriers basically ignored the impending CSA, well, don't do the same thing with these uh, driver medical standards 
coming up. Truck driver health regulations and standards are coming, and your health as a CMV driver uh, really needs to be taken seriously now to ensure your CDL is safe. So our special guest this evening is Jeff Clark, a 30-year veteran of the trucking industry and member of the Driver Health Council with the Trucking Solutions Group, located on the web at truckingsolutionsgroup.org. And we'll talk with Jeff about how he turned his health around and discuss what you as a driver can do to live a healthier life on the road, what these health regulations mean to you as a driver. Uh, we'll uh, chat about the Medical Review Board and National Registry of Certified Medical Examiners, uh, just all kinds of stuff. And uh, so it's an important show about truckers' health again and how uh, our special guest, Jeff Clark, uh, believes that both drivers and motor carriers need to be responsible working together to meet the new standards for CMV medical health. So Jeff Clark with truckingsolutionsgroup.org coming up on Truth About Trucking Live. Hang with us. You're listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live and AssetTrucker.com with an important message for owner-operators and fleet owners. Hot John Incorporated is a company that makes the Dynasys APU, and if you're considering an auxiliary power unit for your truck but thought you just couldn't afford it, you need to talk to the Dynasys guys about their all-new financing program. The Dynasys APU saves fuel and provides AC, heating, plug-in power, all of those comfort necessities you deserve when you have to shut down for your mandatory break. It's definitely the smart way to be comfortable and and save money. Their finance program is designed to make your monthly payment nearly half of what you're spending on fuel with their goal of making APUs available for every hardworking driver. They realize that times are tough and that credit is hard to come by so they offer full credit plans giving all owner operators and fleet owners a guaranteed financing opportunity. They can even get you hooked up with grants that can cover APU costs as well. Give them a call at 1-800-289-8282. It's toll free 1-800-289-8282 or just Google search Dynasys APU. Visit them online at hotjohn.com. That's H-O-D-Y-O-N.com. The Dynasys APU, the best solution to engine idling. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back, and just real quick here, I want to give you another web link where you can learn more about the National Registry of Medical Examiners. Check out 
mrb.fmcsa.dot.gov. So, okay, our guest this evening, Jeff Clark, member of the Driver Health Council over at TruckingSolutionsGroup.org. So, Mr. Clark, uh, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Alan? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I got the. Uh, I had two uh, two nine two zero area codes up there, so I got the right one. Yep. All right. Northeast Wisconsin. Good. All right. Sounds good. Glad to glad to have you on the show. And uh, Donna, I know you're hanging with us like always. And uh, this driver health, you see a lot of this, uh, a lot of talk about this on the uh, social media outlets. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's like a really big deal right now, especially you know they're <clears throat> uh, raising raising the bar in just about every area. And I I know you know when we spoke to Jeff the other day, and uh, we were talking about you know drivers in the past just didn't take it all too serious, and now they're realizing that you know this is serious, and it's it's good that. You know, they are raising the bar because a lot of drivers are very unhealthy out there, and it's because of the lifestyle, but you, you kind of just have to make time for yourself. Of course, there's obstacles, you know, we're going to talk about uh, in the show that kind of prevent that from happening, and, um, you know, I just wanted to uh, ask Jeff, you know, how do you do it? However I can. Uh, <laughs> Flexibility becomes key. I mean, it's it is harder for truckers to take care of themselves than for normal people because we don't have normal schedules. Uh, if you're on fourteen ten, a lot of times I'll do it. You know, sleep for eight, get up and run for half an hour, and before before I start my clock. Or but sometimes that what I, one of my favorite ways to do is to when they say it's going to take an hour to unload the truck or load the truck, it's fine. <laughs> I'll uh, go take a walk or a run or ride a bike. Um, and, you know, most people, you know, most of the receivers seem okay with that. I've never really had one say, no, you have to stay here. Okay, that's that's the receivers. Um, I know we were, we were talking about, um, okay, yeah, drivers have to take a responsibility, but um, what, what about the carriers? They're pushing for more health, too, but... I mean, what are they doing to allow drivers to uh, to do this, to take time for themselves? I mean, do you pretty see? Much, yeah, pretty much nothing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, and, and, and it's I'd like to see them do more, and I think it, it would behoove them. It would be their best interest to start looking out for the driver's health. Well, especially since they have all the um, requirements now. I mean, it's not even a uh, mandate for sleep apnea, uh, and and yet the the carriers are are having all the tests. You know, they want the drivers to take tests. They're using the BMI, um, just like Alan was saying, with the neck size and everything. And it's not even a mandate yet. So obviously they're concerned about truck driver health, but when it comes to going to a doctor, I mean, um, Alan, didn't you just get an email from people who were out, they were sick, and, you know, they, they can't get to a doctor and all like that? I mean, um, what's it like out there, you know, when you're sick? I can't imagine it. Like somebody's saying to me, you you have to keep going or, you know, uh, you can't go to the doctor or something. I mean, to me, it's just crazy. 
what's it what's it like for you guys? Because I mean, Alan, you were OTR, and Jeff, you're still OTR. Yeah, it's it's uh, my it is to get to a doctor. It's because hospitals don't have truck parking. It's it's a challenge. They they've done more with and off and on with trying to get them closer to truck stops. Uh, but yeah, we need to work on that. Well, what I always did, and all the other drivers too, you know, not just me. They're right along there with me. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, you just kind of gut it up and ride it out. I mean, I, I, I sat in the, um, I laid down in my sleeper. I was back there for probably nine or ten days fighting uh, food poisoning, and and everything else. You just kind of get up and do it. But yeah, it definitely has to. You know, it needs to be something. I don't know what they're going to do, but you know, there are there are a few carriers who are you know stepping up. I, and I can't I can't remember the one carrier. I may have it wrong. Seems to me I thought it was Creek Carrier, but uh, don't hold me to that. But a few carriers that were building, um, you know, like workout facilities in at their terminals. But still, again, that's that's very few and far between. But uh, we'll get we'll get into uh, you know the driver and carrier responsibility here in a little bit. Let's let's back up a little bit and just in case uh, our, you know we get a lot of new listeners. Just in case you know they're not uh, familiar with who you are, Jeff. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background in trucking. You've been you've been doing it a while. Yeah, I've been behind the wheel since 1988, and uh, probably before that I worked seven or eight years in a in warehousing, loading trucks and unloading trucks. And I've worked in LTL, truckload, uh, uh, paper hauler for 20-some years. Uh, now I'm a meat hauler. Uh, so that's my basic. Uh, and I'm an older operator. I've been an older operator since 92, I think. Yeah, I think I bought my first truck in 92. Uh, before that, I was a company driver. Okay, so there's still life out there for the owner-operator. Yeah, you, you just have to, you know, pick your spots and, and – you know, we're not cowboys anymore. We're businessmen. Um, it's it, we 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 can't have the mentality of I just want to run three thousand miles no matter what. No, it's what what's it paid per mile? How much time am I going to spend on the load? Yeah, it's 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 a lot more thinking than it used to be. You you can't uh, you can't just drive anymore if you're an owner operator. You have to be a business person. True. Really, I mean, you have to know it. Well, what is uh, okay? You're uh, you're you're with the Trucking Solutions Group, truckingsolutionsgroup.org, uh, and you're a member with the Driver Health Council. Uh, tell us more about this Driver Health Council, and uh, is is you and you know several other good people over there? I mean, what what's the Driver Health Council over at truckingsolutionsgroup.org? What do y'all do? Well, first of all, we, we we sort of discovered that we're we're all trying to get healthier. You know, we're all um, and, and talking to each other about it. And then what we started doing was putting on the driver health awareness walks at um, at the truck shows. Uh, we've got mats. We've had them at GATS. We've had them at the Green Bay Truck Show up here where I live. And uh, we also have had them at the uh, Expatters Expo. So we're, we're, we're working on just raising awareness of the problem. Well, you know, um, uh, I was saying earlier, I mean, when in the opening of the show about how it was it was kind of funny because, I mean, for months and months and months, we heard about the CSA thing coming, CSA, CSA, that's all you heard. <laughs> and uh, you know as well as I do, many, many drivers and a 
ton of motor carriers just kind of uh, pushed it under the rug and said, well, we'll deal with it uh, when it comes. Uh, is it a fair statement to say that this uh, driver health, these driver health issues uh, are coming to us along those same lines as the CSA? I mean, this is something that drivers really need to perk up, and motor carriers as well need to perk up and start taking attention to this because uh, they're serious about this. I can't figure them out. They're the government. I can't, you know, I can't figure out where they're coming from um, on this and when they're actually gonna when they're actually gonna put the foot down. Um, although the threat of them putting the foot down has, has sort of awakened the industry about the, the BMI and the neck size and, and that type of thing. And uh, you know, we it's I don't care about the government. I mean. I, I care about my own health. You know, my right. goal in life isn't to drive a truck forever. My goal in life was to go to my granddaughter's wedding, mm-hmm. and, and that's how I how I look at it. You know, but uh, many of them, many of them need that. Uh, you know, that mandate to push them. You know, into being healthier. And you know, as unfortunate that sounds, uh, that's with a lot of people. If if there's nothing in it for them as far as um, if there's no repercussions that are going to happen, then they won't do anything. And that's sad because it's really, you know, for their own good. I know uh, Rick Ash is actually um, going to be speaking at the Trucking Social Media Convention, and he's part of the Trucking Solutions Group. Actually, he's the he's the main dog there, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's, the, he's the big chief chairman there. Yes, he is. <laughs> good good okay. guy. Uh, but he's he's become really knowledgeable about diet diet and, and how he eats. And that's I need I could learn from him on that. I still have some bad eating habits. That I, and, and you know, truckers have bad eating habits. We I think the fourteen hour that's one of the the, the bad thing about the fourteen hour rule is it's made us hurry. And hurry when we eat, hurry when we drive, hurry when we do everything. You know, and you know, we need to sit down and eat with a fork, not just shove food in their mouths with our fists. Right, and, out of hunger, right. <clears throat> yeah. And, and that yeah, I remember Rick telling me about a month ago we were on the phone and <clears throat> I was telling him about my whole new healthy eating style and uh, he said that he doesn't, he can't remember when he went to a fast food place. I mean, he just doesn't even think about it anymore, which, you know, I thought was great. I mean, I don't mind going to, like, McDonald's or something and get one of their salads because they're not bad. Um, they're actually pretty good. But, um, yeah, he, he's really he's something else when it comes to, to the health of drivers. So uh, Yeah, the, the Subway salad's really good, too, because most of them now have not just the cut-up lettuce or the shredded lettuce, but spinach, too. So you could use spinach in the salad instead of that. You know, oh yeah, I noticed. And the, yeah, so I, yeah, but, I like but, but what I'm what I'm trying to get at is, um, and I know there's I know there's drivers listening who's I, I mean I know it and and uh, uh, by the way hello everybody listening through your phone lines I see you there from Colorado Illinois Kentucky Arizona uh, what's that Maryland Michigan Texas see you all there appreciate you tuning in but what I'm trying to get at is um, I know there's a, I know there's drivers who are listening and who will be listening to this show from the archives and they're thinking to my, to themselves. Um, well, I, I like the way I eat. 
I mean, I like the hamburgers. I like the chicken fried steak. I mean, what what right does anybody, does the FMCSA, does a trucking solutions group, uh, whoever it may be, what right do they have to tell me how to eat? And what I'm trying to hammer in is um, nobody has a right to tell you what to eat, but they're getting serious about this, and to protect your CDL and your livelihood, uh, you've, you've got to take notice, right? Right. I'm not trying to tell anybody what to eat. That they have to do this or have to do that. I've always, right. you know, with with our truck and runner, we have a Facebook group called Truck and Runners that you're aware of. And and my idea of how I try to be is I'm more cheerleader than cheerleader or coach than anything else. Um, we, it's, uh, but you know. I, I like a good steak. You know, so don't get me yeah. wrong. Or the, the occasional cheeseburger, or, or but you know we can't be eating them every day anymore. Especially you know I'm 53, uh, probably about what most truckers are now is in their early 50s. Right. And well, there's a lot of things we can't do that we did uh, in our 20s. Oh yeah, and, and I didn't mean you know you specifically. I was just using that as a metaphor. But um, uh, well, let's. Let's talk about. Um, oh, I had something in my mind and it just slipped right out of there. Um, That's what happens so, when you get in your fifties, Alan. I know some, <laughs> something you said, and then it was just gone as fast as it came. Um, well, let's let's. Uh, you know, you put your uh, the post up. Uh, you were a, you put a post up on our Astrotrucker dot com blog today, and I, I thought it was really great. Donna, you have that there. I have it right in front of me, and I'm actually was going to ask him. Um, some questions uh, that he wrote here, if I could. Okay, yeah, because I wanted to touch specifically on some of those things too. But let's see what you have. But uh, it's a it's an excellent post. It's the first post on AstroTrucker.com if you want to go there and read it. But yeah, go ahead. Let's see what you've got. See if it matches mine. I thought this was um, well. This is just one of them. There's, it was an excellent post, and um, thank you for for writing that. It's called the profitability of wellness. And here's one of the first statements. Uh, drivers are short-term assets. The trucking companies need to start treating drivers as long-term partners. And if you could um, uh, extrapolate on that a little more and tell us your thoughts, because there probably are thoughts too just from reading it. Um, tell us what you, what you meant by that. Well, um, with turnover rates, what they are, and, you know, we're, we have a traditional turnover rate in the truck industry of about 110%. And, and that, so trucking companies aren't looking at a, at a 35-year-old driver or 40-year-old driver and thinking what he's going to be like when they're 60 because they don't care. It, 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 they're not going to be there when they're 60. By the time they're, you know, a year later, they're probably not going to be there. And so they, they um, have been short-term assets. But with these, this quote, and I quote, you know, facetiously, driver shortage. Um, right, right. That um, they have to start looking at, at drivers as, as long-term partners because, it, you know, we're looking right now, they're talking about this, this having trouble getting quality drivers when we have an unemployment rate hovering around 10%. You know, if we can't we can't get drivers with an unemployment rate around 10%, what are we going to do when the unemployment dips to 
Well, that's yeah. and and that's really a very very true statement. <clears throat> Um, I mean, you said facetiously about the driver shortage. Well, personally, I think in the past, just like you said, they didn't care, like, what's the driver going to be about when they're 60. And they, of course, realized that the lifestyle was very difficult. However, now, I think, and this is my personal opinion, all the new men and rules and health uh, regulations or um the, the things that are even being thought of right now uh, are actually more perhaps a uh, uh, how could you put it they're they're scaring the the carriers perhaps more than the drivers because they may lose drivers if these uh, requirements become more difficult for the drivers and therefore maybe it wasn't thought of in the past. But now it definitely needs to be a, a ser- something serious because because the CSA quality drivers is one of their uh, focus and yeah, it, it, it is difficult. Yeah, uh, and I, I agree with you on that. I think, and I'm, I'm not you know the the OIDA stance of of basically trying to uh, protect all drivers. I, I think that there are drivers out there that, not, not because of the physical problems that they have, but because of the way they drive, maybe you know they aren't as profitable as they should be, and 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 we need to you know professionalize the driving force, and I think CSA does help us. Uh, it, it, what it, what it's done, as far as I'm concerned, is I've had, I've got more power to say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company and, and some, you know, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, and they'll say, "You're right, you can't," and they'll, they'll back off an appointment or something like that. And that's that's the advantage of CSA. Um, right. You know, we know we all are aware of how bad the data queue system is set up on CSA, and that has to be fixed or do something with that. But fix uh, data queue. Yeah, uh, you know. If you're not sure, if you don't get a ticket, don't put it on your record. Is how I feel about it. You know, if you put a warning on a ticket on, on a guy's driving record, it, it, he can't fight it. <laughs> you know. Well, that's interesting. You should say that because on May third, we're having um, Ricky Gooch on the show because he specializes in data queue and he helps drivers in that area. So, um, yeah, that warning uh, that warning ticket thing is really causing a lot of grief. Yeah, that, and that me. from what but, we understand is the company itself has to, uh, if you get a violation and you're a company driver, that it's your company that has to enter it in the data queue um, are, and not yeah, even the, the – Yeah, the company I lease on with, and I think we're probably about 300 between owner-operators and company drivers. I'm, I'm not sure, but we data queue everything. Yeah, and I've never had anything go up, so I've been I've been fortunate. Um, but the uh, you know, but getting on the health thing, it's it's you know the is to get them forward thinking on health and and, and with the CSA requirements, yes, but to keep drivers on the road because we, you know we are seeing a, a you know a almost epidemic of type two diabetes out here. Um, and uh, you know heart disease. You know my 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 you know my fight is heart disease because it runs in my family. 
um, and, and to get healthier and, and you know, and, and taking simple steps. You know, I'm, I'm not, you know, running marathons like I do is nuts. It, it's just it makes no sense health-wise. Um, but walking half an hour a day makes perfect sense. Um, right. And that's what, you know, I'd like to see people do. Well, what about, I mean, what about this idea of drivers can't get to a doctor for an appointment, they don't have the time, or if they're sick, you know, there's not enough time, they don't get paid days off and like that. I mean, don't you think that should be part of a an employer's concern? Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I might not go as far as you do with having them. I think they should get paid when they, well, I think a company drivers should get paid when they go to the DOT physical. Uh, but I think well, I think that companies should certainly make it easier for drivers to get to a doctor. You know, not stand in the way. You know, you know, I've, I've always made two or three doctors' appointments in a day. You know, whether it's to the eye doctor or the dentist or whatever, and schedule it. You know, a couple months in advance and say I need to be home on this day. And, and right. some of it's drivers' own initiative, but also you know when you know. A driver makes an appointment for May thirty May thirtieth and says you know, tells him on April twentieth that I need to be home on May thirtieth. He and he lives in Green Bay, don't have him in Atlanta on on May twenty ninth. And drivers need companies need to um help drivers get to get to the doctor for regular checkups. And I totally agree with you. And because if you're going to uh to say that, oh, we're concerned about a driver's health and also make the requirements uh, for uh, joining a company, being hired by a company, and making the, the health uh, an issue, then you also have to continue to make health an issue while they're an employee. And uh, because really what you're doing, if you don't, is saying we want you totally healthy to hire you, but then, you know, once you're here, um, hey, this is just the lifestyle. And it goes back to what you said, in my opinion, they don't look at it as long-term because there is such a high uh, turnover rate. So it's a matter of I think people get stuck in their ways of thinking and they can't change. And it's coming to the point where, you have to change. I mean, I read all kinds of things on LinkedIn. How are we going to, you know, keep drivers? And this is this is just one little aspect. I mean, we could add driver pay and uh, better recruiting, better CDL training, you know, so that they don't quit before the first year. We can yeah, add all and, that. But but <laughs> and, and, and one of my frustrating things that I just it drives me nuts is. And nobody can tell me. When a driver graduates from driving school, how long is it going to be out there? You know, how what percentage of people driving school graduates are still out there in five years? And nobody knows. Well, the you failure know, rate the year is extremely high. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you have to look at that. If they, if they get out of the training and succeed their first year, then I think the the chances of staying is a lot better. 
But and a lot of those reasons are the recruiters have you know promised all this big fifty thousand dollars a year, and all you need is a high school diploma, and you know so it starts right from recruiting. And then it goes right into training, and you know they realize, gee, I'm I'm not making anything near fifty thousand. When will I make that? And then they realize, well, you know that's that's long time coming. Yeah, and, and it's the, the uh, whole freedom of the road thing too. You oh yeah, freedom the of the country. road. Well, they, you know what freedom Welcome is. Welcome to New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, well, there's always been those big promises. That's what draws them in. I mean, I've seen figures of sixty to sixty to seventy percent of newcomers to the industry will last only six months. Um, I I got that a long, long time ago. I can't even tell you where I got those figures, but something that's been in my head for a long time. But you know, getting back on on uh, you know having drivers take care of their health while out on the road. I mean. You know, when like you said, Jeff, they can schedule their you know doctor appointments and everything when when they're home, uh, when they know they're going to be home, or when they even then when they get home, like I used to. But the biggest problem is when you get sick out on the road and you're a thousand miles from your home base. And I'm not talking about just a little cold or something. I mean, it's like the time I had the food poisoning. I mean. My dispatcher could have found me a doctor two miles away, but there was no way I was going to be able to get there. Yeah, and and it's sort of what what's happened to our, our medical system as a whole in this country is uh, you know you wait and wait until it's an emergency, mm-hmm. um, and, and all of a sudden you're in the ER when when I don't know if you if they if that the first day of your food poisoning if you could have gotten to a you know a regular clinic and. and gotten some antibiotics and instead of being down for nine days been down for three yeah i mean i i I couldn't move and you know it took me a while to i mean i just thought i was sick and i don't even remember what state it was i pulled into a truck stop feeling horrible and uh, i did work up the energy to um uh, i must have had qualcomm and i sent a message to the dispatcher you know, I'm sick, I'm going to be down for a while, can't move, you know, I'll let you know when. And they left me alone. It was a good company. They, But, you know, I would I would think after nine days they, they probably should have sent somebody out to check on me, but they just I, just I just laid there and laid there and finally got better and moved on. But, you know, it's rough. It's well, rough. We, we, yes. We've all Sticking heard stories food. about drivers being missing, and all of a sudden they find them dead in the back of the truck three days later or four days later. And I was, I was going to bring that up. up. So right, I mean, and it is so sad that this this has to be. Um, there, ha- to me, there needs to be uh, more um, concern, you know, either while they're out on the road or listening, you know, while I'm sick. Well, can't you just make it here? I've heard that one, haven't you, Alan? Yeah. Well, in fact, let me tell you. Uh, and hello, everybody in the chat room. Uh, see you everybody there eddie thanks for your help he found your uh, facebook page for me uh eddie gachui he found your facebook page for me jeff facebook.com forward slash grandma roxanne uh are you on twitter too jeff yes i am uh marathon trucker okay marathon trucker on twitter okay and let me read you um and this is kind of the 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 thoughts of uh, many drivers i'm sure but chris and our uh in our chat room, he writes, uh, I have had dispatchers refuse to allow me to stop due to illness. 
so much of all of this is propaganda to try to get people to buy into these things. The bottom line is, and many drivers I feel uh, believe the same way as Chris here does, the bottom line is unless they can generate revenue off of our backs, they do not care. So getting back to the health issue while out on the road, um, I, I don't know what a solution for that would be. I mean, uh, you know, it's like you said, the hospitals can't. I mean, I got so sick one time I had blood poisoning. I mean, man, I just got sick. I just got sick out there. One time I had blood poisoning, and and uh, uh, the doctor. I finally made it to a hospital, but I I drove into the hospital up over the curves across small trees to get the rig in there. That's how bad I was, and uh, the doctor told me that. Um, I was about three hours away from dying, so I made it just in time. But I just ran over the hospital's trees to get there. I mean, you, you're, we're not going to be able to let make the hospitals make room for um, for 18 wheelers. So I don't really know what the solution is for those drivers who uh, find themselves seriously ill out on the road, unless unless they can call the dispatchers, have the dispatchers send an ambulance. Uh, uh, I don't know if the, I don't even know if I can see that ha- ha- uh, happening. I think we're going to have to. Uh, in a I mean, I would think because because it, we are they need us, <laughs> and we have to remember they need us. And, and at some point, you know, put our feet down a little bit and say, "Look, I'm sick. I need to see somebody. You know, can you help me?" You know. Well, the thing is, the thing is, you know, the dispatcher. They have to really understand that they are, as drivers, they are our lifeline. I mean, in all the true sense, they are our lifeline. And uh, as as much as they need drivers, I mean, if you're seriously ill like I was with blood poisoning and that, that only three hours from death, um, but it goes back to the same thing where, you know, I laid there nine days and the dispatcher never even checked on me. They, they're going to have yeah. to start being more serious about that. Yeah, I think I, I can't imagine imagine that. I mean, the most I've been down is maybe ten hours, um, and I had to go to the hospital once on the road, and that was when somebody dropped a pallet on my foot and it swelled up like a like two feet, and uh, that was funny because they wanted to borrow somebody's car. And just, we're not going. I'm not going to let them in my car. It's all dirty. I'm, not, I'm all dirty because I'm not going to get free, you know. Right. But uh, and, and it's just, yeah, I can't, I'm, you know. Well, I think what it was was I sent a Qualcomm message saying I'm really, really sick. You know, I, I just got, I, I, I got to get well. You know, I'm just going to shut down for a while. I'll, I'll contact you when I'm ready to roll. And I think they took that as, uh, as the, as a bottom line, you know, and just let nine days go by. Well, you, you must not have been under a load at the time. Uh, I can't remember. I think I, I was. Guess. I I think I was headed to get loaded. Okay. It was somebody a long time for, ago. I believe I was empty headed to a load. It's pretty sad, but they somebody they might not have been checking on the driver, but they would have been checking on their freight after a couple of days. It's kind of. Oh, I'm sure they got it covered, but you know, th- yeah. thinking about the circumstance, that's probably what it was. They just took me literally, and. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it was it was just something else. But I I think uh, I mean, how do you get into the mindset of the the dispatch world where you know you know sometimes you know as drivers you know we need you as our lifeline. 
Yeah, and, and, and more and more, as has be, become more electronic communication, you're not having conversations with dispatchers anymore. And I think that's probably worse. You know, I'm sick, and that's, okay, I'm sick, and then they, you know, they put it off in the in the circular file of their computer and, and forget about you without having conversations. Oh, no, I'm really, really sick, you know. Well, that goes back to what you're saying on the post, which uh, Donna hit, too, um, where the carrier has to become responsible for the driver health, um, both driver and motor carrier working together. Right. And 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 it does because our job is complicated. You know, I can't, you know, I'm not home every day and go see the doctor after work because after work I don't know where I'm going to be, you know. Am I going to be in Chicago or Indianapolis or Nashville? And where, you know, most people in normal jobs, they can, you know, they know they're going to be in, you know, Green Bay and go to the doctor after work. We don't have that. And so we have to work around it and figure out ways to do it. Well, I just wanted to to get back to something you said in the post um, and go back to also what Alan opened the show with about that uh new national registry, how the FMCSA is having stricter requirements for their medical examiners. Um, And this could be one of the reasons. This is a quote from the post you wrote uh, on Ask the Trucker. This is not a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, DOT physical. And I had to laugh reading that when I read it um, because I guess in a sense – in the past they were, and now they don't want them to be that way anymore. I mean, I looked at the PDF on the FMCSA website, the requirements for these medical, um, these people who want to be DOT medical examiners and what they need to do during the physical. And it's, pretty involved. I mean, the whole PDF was, a hundred, I believe, 122 pages long. And I, I really suggest people should just, you know, you don't have to read all 122 pages, but quickly go through it. It might take you about five or ten minutes. But uh, what, what it's going to entail on these uh, physicals now. So perhaps that's going to change that, Jeff, that whole idea of... One, two, three, uh, wham, bam, thank you, man. <laughs> I think that's going to be – I think that's good. But I think that we, we should not rely on the DOT physicals as our as our physicals. Um, yeah, like I, I think I wrote in the two, I wonder how many drivers had died because they never had a colonoscopy or a mammogram. Yeah, and, you and did. That's and, not, it's, and that's it's not true. part of the DOT physical. Oh, yeah, they're not going to – do. however, they're going to be asking more questions – and then I'm assuming, um, you know, especially if the FMCSA is requiring actual training, and, I mean, they're making it pretty hard to be a DOT uh, examiner now. It's much more difficult. So maybe by the questions they ask this t- time that they could say, well, it sounds to me I'm going to recommend that you get a colonoscopy. So... Uh, and I think if I read correctly uh, during those 122 pages, that's going to be part of their responsibility to ask more. I'll have to check. Like, see, I, 
since I'm on high blood pressure medication, I have to do a DOT physical every year. And I'll have to, I'll, I'll, I don't remember that question, but I'll, I'll have to I'll have to check next time. But that is yeah, I mean, I, like, like the, but the, the, it's not a requirement, doctor, but you know, yeah. if they feel that the questions they're asking you and it sounds like, wow, you know, it sounds like you've got something cooking over here. You need to, and then they recommend it, you know, then that, that could be, that could be part of it. And then at that point, if these are requirements from the FMCSA, then I would think the driver would say to their employer, I have a recommendation because of my DOT physical and I need time off to do this and there shouldn't be anything said yeah that should that would be great because I, I think a lot of why we have bad health because we don't go to a doctor you know and it's and it's partly typical male thing too is male men tend to be less uh vigilant about going to the doctor than women do and you know 95 or 94 percent of the drivers out here are male so and we're not home and it's inconvenient for us to go to the doctor you know, and we have to, you know, do it. I would think it would be great. And tell me, guys, if this is, like, totally off the wall, because, um, you know, you're both drivers and I'm not. Um, if, say, some kind of a company, you know, had something where they could actually set up um, at the truck stops, you know, similar to, uh, like, the ministries they have set up. You know, if you want to go to church, well, maybe somebody could set something up, hook up with some of these truck stops uh, where they set up a little uh, a little something, I don't know, building or trailer or something. They, they, they could... they, they, they've tried that. They, yeah. they did it, try that, and it, and it failed. Yeah. Um, just didn't have the volume necessary to, to stay in business. Well, I think they also they also had you know uh, uh, issues with um, oh what word am I looking for this um, huh were you talking about like malpractice or something like yeah, that? yeah they had issues with you know possible malpractice lawsuits and things like that but just like Jeff said I mean I remember they 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 were out there I mean not many but I I saw I saw several when I was out there OTR. Uh, but they all slowly faded away. I think a lot of it was uh, maybe not not the customers like Jeff said, and I think more of it had to do with maybe uh, uh, possible malpractice lawsuits. I mean, you think you think that too, Jeff? Yeah. Well, you know, liability issues have driven a lot of people right. out of business. Uh, but yeah. I think yeah. that I, I think that what we're going to have to do, or might be the most practical solution, is to network because we we. Up here in Green Bay, the, the company that works with almost every uh, trucking company up here is a truck company called Bellon Health, and they're terrific. I mean, they've been very supportive of everything I've done. But I think what we have to do is find some way, and, and Bellon Health is a Green Bay, but there's got to be something in near Denellen, Florida, that, that, that works a lot with truck drivers. And maybe what we need to do is start networking between the, the health organizations and the trucking companies you know, and and do it that way, just similar to how we find shops. You know, every trucking company knows if I get a flat tire in uh, Dixon, Illinois, where to go to get the truck fixed, or if I have you know some other issue with the truck in Dixon, where the nearest mechanic is, they should have that with doctors too. Well, I think that's an excellent idea, 
Yeah, it is. I don't, um, uh, to be uh, quite honest, I don't see it happening, but yeah, maybe if, if enough people network and talk like, you know, like we're doing here. But listen, i got to take a quick sh- uh, quick break here. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we'll take our caller from Colorado and ask a couple questions from our uh our chat room, uh, but just a quick break, and we'll return with our guest uh, Jeff Clark of uh, Trucking so- uh, Trucking Solutions Group dot org. Be right back. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know, there's only one truth about trucking live. Don't go anywhere. Alan will be right back. Hollered, Big John's coming. Save yourself and run. Don't hesitate. Contemplate. Save yourself and don't slow down. Don't grab your stuff. Ain't time enough. Big John's coming to town. Big John's coming to town. Man, it's crowded tonight. Care if I join you? Sure, have a seat. Sorry about the paperwork. <laughs> Name's Cole. Appreciate it. I'm Harlan, by the way. Here's a fill-up for you guys. Thanks, honey. Harlan, you look hungry. What can I get you? I'll have a Coke and whatever he's having. Back in a bit. What are you doing with all this paperwork, driver? Looks like you're tripping over your trip sheets. want to get a jump on these taxes before they jump me. There is a better way to manage your trucking paperwork. With TripSheetCentral.com, you're a login away from tracking every aspect of your business. TripSheetCentral.com organizes your information easily so you can see how your business is performing. That sounds easy. And it's fast. Time-consuming paperwork is eliminated with a low-cost monthly subscription. I no longer have to worry about invoices, settlement reports, or fuel tax returns. TripSheetCentral.com does that for me. Manage your business information securely with TripSheet Central. Visit TripSheetCentral.com at your next stop. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. I hear from a lot of newcomers to the industry who still have that entrepreneur spirit that has made the United States of America the great country that she is. And many of them still have one goal in mind, and that is to someday have their own rig and become an owner-operator. Truth About Trucking Live is all about providing honest, reliable information about the OTR trucking industry, especially for those just beginning their truck driving careers. Running your own trucking business is part of the entrepreneurial spirit that has kept America moving since truck were first used by the military in World War One. If you're considering starting your own owner-off business, there's only one name that you need to know, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. LoneMountainTruck.com offers the best lease purchase plans in the industry. There's no huge balloon payment at the end, and when you make that final monthly payment, they hand over the title, the truck is yours. They require a very reasonable down payment, and the monthly payments are kept at an affordable $1,000 per month and sometimes even less. A great inventory to choose from, including Peterbilts, Volvos, Internationals, and Freightliners, and all of their trucks are mechanically checked out, dependable, and ready to go to work. And unlike trucking company leases, if you choose to change motor carriers, the truck goes with you. It's your truck. Check them out at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free, 866-512-5685. LoneMountainTruck.com, the honest guys for the sweet lease deals. LoneMountainTruck.com. 
Okay, welcome back. Uh, our guest is Jeff Clark with Trucking Social uh, Trucking Solutions Group dot org, and we're talking trucker health. Uh, let's go to Colorado, area code three zero three. Welcome to the show. Oh, good evening, Alan and Don. Is Rick Ash calling, or as Jeff likes to call me, the big cheese of the trucking group? I guess. Big cheese. Oh, you're you're caught. You're caught, Jeff. The big cheese is on. Um, they have to give back yeah. my salary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Pretty good, young man. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. What's going on? Well, I just thought I'd call and make a couple of comments. You were talking about, you know, the situations when drivers are out on the road and need medical help. Um, it's happened to me a couple of times, but I've got a smartphone, and, and I found an app called Find ER. And it basically uh, uses the GPS in your phone to locate your where you're located and will then uh, give you some suggestions on nearest ERs and clinics and so forth. So if you're someplace where you don't know where you are, it's a really helpful tool if you feel you really need medical help. It'll identify your location and, and, and uh, give you some suggestions on what's close by. Okay, yeah, and it, it gives you the phone numbers and everything that you need? Yeah, everything. You know, I mean, if, if you've got a, 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 as long as you've got a smartphone, it'll give you the address, phone number, and then with the smartphone, it'll even give you the directions on how to get there. But uh, you also mentioned that it's a challenge sometimes because hospital parking lots aren't made for 18-wheelers. So, uh, you know, in one situation, I had to literally dial 911 because I was, in a situation where I couldn't drive, I don't want to shout on what was going on. But anyway, um, but I just had to dial 911. But uh, on situations where you can drive, I suppose you could drop your trailer and, and, and block tail to a clinic. But uh, Jeff mentioned that time when you had food poisoning. I was real sick out on the road one time, and, and uh, they were calling me every day. But to Jeff's point, it's because I was under load, and they wanted to know when I was going to deliver the freight. But... To their credit, they didn't pressure me to do so because it's the one and only time I can ever really remember being sick enough that I actually could not drive. Uh, right. Otherwise, you know, we're 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 just going to tough it out. It's just kind of what we do. And then the other point I wanted to make too was we were talking about the medical registry for doctors. One another point that that I haven't heard mentioned too often is with. The the a doctor becoming part of this registry, FMCSA, is also going to be looking, and you can bet it's going to happen, that if a commercial driver is involved in an accident and they find out that there is some medical problem involved that might have caused the accident, they're going to, have, they're going to be able to go back to that doctor who conducted his physical to be able to check whether or not this was a condition that should have been spotted during his physical. Well, I think just as CSA has, uh, uh, you know, eliminated a lot of unqualified drivers, I think really there's going to be a lot of uh, medical examiners that are going to look at this and and say, hey, you know, this is way too much responsibility, and it might weed a lot of those out also. Because it, right. I don't know, and that's the fear moving forward too. Is is because of this certification, how many doctors who are currently doing DOT physicals are going to decide not to? And the other fear also too is, well, if I'm now a specialized person and have to go to this training, it's going to give them the green light to raise the prices on the physicals. 
Yeah, we're, that's we're, a good. Seeing, yeah, what we're seeing too is though we're getting, you know, people that specialize in work-related physicals, whether they be trucking physicals or, or, working at a factory physicals, a pre, a pre-employment physicals. And I think that's kind of the direction they're going in. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I mean, I mean, well, Donna, you know, I mean, I've. I've gone to my DOT physicals, well, you know, with you know, with you and everything. And I mean, right now, just your general pra- practitioner can really do it. But, and you made a good point there too, um, Rick, because I mean, how much money really, you know, do they make from giving a DOT physical? So raising the bar like this, I can see the prices raising too. So I mean, that's a good point. But Donna, just your general, your general family practicing doctor can give the physicals now yeah i mean i i was i was reading i i was reading through this 122 pages i don't know if any of uh you guys uh uh read it uh i think alan you read some of it um uh-huh. but i don't know rick if, if you if you looked at it because i know it just came out i mean i think it just came out yesterday uh it's like i'm like holy cow i mean they're gonna really be responsible for a lot and I thought, wow, I bet you a lot of them aren't going to be doing this anymore. I mean, are they going to go through all that uh, criteria and training and specializing for, uh, for what, a, a $35, $50 uh, physical exam? I, 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 that's what I'm thinking. I mean, that's a very, very good point. Uh, I could see a, a physical easily, DOT physical, easily being $150. Well, we'll hope not. I mean, I I, I go to a, a, a the company that I'm leased to has it has it set up where we go to a local a local clinic and and I pay right now I pay less than fifty dollars for my DOT physical, but they're pretty thorough. They they check my eyes, they put me in a booth and check my ears and and um, you know they, it takes a while. But I have I to answer your question, Don. I haven't gone through that list yet, but I think I'm going to go through it because I'm I'm curious to see whether or not the DOT physical that they're laying out for this training is any different than what doctors are supposed to be doing now. And this goes back to that wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of thing. You know, I, I, every time I think back through the years of getting the DOT physicals, there have been times when doctors have, have taken quite a long time, and, and there have been other times when I've gone in and spent two minutes with a doctor. He told me to turn my head and cough, and I was done. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, you know how my, you know how my last physical went. I maybe shouldn't say this, but they put me there in a little waiting room. The doctor finally comes in. He looks at me and says, "How you doing? You doing all right?" And I said, "Yeah, doing pretty good." And he, he signed the paper and said, "You're good." That was it. Yeah, and that's what they're trying to avoid. And and, and, yeah. and there's there's part of that that's good. I mean, we 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 obviously want to be able to identify medical problems that it can affect somebody's ability to drive safely out on the road. So so that's the kind of doctor that they're trying to weed out of the system, and I, and I think there's, that's probably a good thing. Oh, yeah, I do too. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Just like you said, the possibility of getting in an accident, and and uh, I, I totally agree with you there, Rick. And there should be some judgment too. Uh, you know, I cannot, when they, you know, like they give me those squiggly dots with the red and green, where you're supposed to pick out the numbers from them? Yeah, I can't do that. I've never been <laughs> able to do that. And it can be pretty uh, tough. I can't, I can't. I physically can't do it. And but I've never had a ticket for running a red light. So uh, in, in you know fifty years, forty years of driving here, or whatever, I've been driving 
you know, cars and trucks. Uh, well, and, I've never seen uh, one of those little. I've never seen one of those squiggly little numbers on a stop sign either. So yeah. Well, it's funny because my first physical ever was with a large trucking company up in Green Bay. We won't mention their names, and they said, "Well, you'll never be able to drive a truck." <laughs> yeah, and, and that was in 1988. Yeah. And then I went to my local physician, and I played golf with a guy before. He says, well, he said, would you put a red green, red tea in the grass? Can you see it? I said, well, yeah. He says, well, then you can see red from green. And it passed me. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, what, what was that What was that app again, Rick? Uh, Fine ER? Fine ER, yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, I've tried it a couple of times. Um, not because I needed it, but just to see if it worked. And, and it gave me a listing of not only major hospitals that would have an, an emergency room, but it also gave me the name of, of clinics as well, which would might be a bit easier to get to that might be closer or something like that. But obviously it's always, always going to depend what, on where you're actually located. What about these Ask a Nurse lines? My, my daughter is a nurse, and she has worked when she's, you know, sits in a clinic and people call them and say, I'm sick, and, and you know, and she will direct them someplace. And what if there's an app for something like that? Because, you know, we might not have to go to an ER in the cost of an ER, but we might have to see a doctor, you know, uh, one of those pronto cares or quick care places to get uh, maybe some antibiotics or something. I wonder if there's anything like that that you get on a smartphone. That might be. You just have to look. But, you know, again, it goes back to what I said. I, I could have had a smartphone. I could have had Find ER on my smartphone. Uh, but I was in such a position, I pro- probably wouldn't have been, been able to even do that. And it goes back again to uh, the dispatchers have to realize that they, at, at times, they're going to have to be our lifeline and not just worry about the freight. Now, we had a, a situation up here where some friends of mine, their, their son had been in poor health. You know, and, and it just, and it took them three days to find him, and they found him dead in, the, in a truck stop in Memphis. And, and you know, that could happen to you. Now, is that another situation? I mean, did did they have a, a, a GPS on the truck or no? No, they finally tracked him. No, they did not have a GPS on the truck. I think they finally, well, they, he he made a cell phone call, and I think, they knew about where he was, and they they were looking for a truck. I not don't remember. It's been three or four years. Yeah. They finally found him. And see, those are those are tough situations that there's no GPS, and I mean that just that just uh, reiterates you know how how tough life on the road can be. You know, it, it, yeah. it, it's it's rough out there. Well, that's that yeah, new we, Facebook group that uh, Kari Fisher started, Missing Truck Driver. Yeah, I've seen that. that yeah. Yeah, I mean it's people can company. actually sign up for alerts and if there is a valid missing truck driver and i say valid because you just can't you know make a post or call a kari and uh say you know so and so a real valid one they will put an alert out on your cell phone uh with all kinds of information um and you could you know actually help find the the truck and this is part of um, networking that we were discussing earlier. You know, we have to network. This is actually part of social media and the importance of it, people, you know, joining together. 
to help pick up the slack of these deficient areas that that exist within the industry and one of them being missing truck drivers uh for whatever their health or you know if they just you know whatever the reason but um, I was shocked how many there were when it, because I first signed up for it. There must have been like ten or twelve a day. When, well, when uh, well, on the on the website they were posting ten or twelve a day. Well, I, think I was getting I was getting the emails from them. Yeah, I, I think more people would would be surprised would be surprised at it because there's more than people realize. Um, but hey, Rick, uh, uh, anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. That was. I just want to throw that uh, ER uh, find ER app out to everybody. If they got a smartphone, it can come. It could certainly come in handy. But uh, thanks for your time and uh, enjoying the show. Okay. How about your presentation, Rick? Is it all ready for October? Oh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm going to try and dazzle you. We'll see what happens. All right. I'm giving you a hard time. Sounds good. Appreciate it, Rick. Uh, Rick Ash, the big cheese from truckingsolutionsgroup.org. Hey, Jeff, let me ask you a question from Eddie in the uh, chat room. Um, What is the best way uh, for drivers? I mean, you know, everybody knows. I mean, we know know what's good for us to eat, and we we generally have an idea of what it takes to have good health. But what's the best way for drivers to stay motivated? To take care of their health and, and be accountable. That that the book's written about that. Uh, different, you know. Some some of it's habit. You know, some you, you get into the. It's basically you have to start a habit. I think more than everything else. And our, our I know our truck and runners group. What we do is we're not necessarily all runners, but we're. If you go on the Facebook group, that's part of the social networking thing is encouraging each other. You know. On the road, you got to be completely self-motivated. Whereas at home, you might have a partner to go running with or walking with every day. But yeah, stay motivated. There's, um, you know, I've read anything from putting your running shorts on underneath your jeans in the morning so you'll remember to go for a run. Uh, I've got one friend who's uh, puts his running shorts on and put his, puts them on top of his alarm clock in the morning. So when he reaches for his alarm clock, there's his running clothes, uh, and and it, it's self-motivation, but, you know, if, if he wants to join the truck and runners, you know, we'll, we'll certainly encourage you. That's, and that's not just about running. It's about walking. And, I, you know, I'm a big believer in bicycles, too. And, well, now, uh, how, how do they join the truckers runners? Well, just find us on Facebook. It's just trucking without the G, runners. And they find us. So they can find me on Facebook, or you could probably give them a link if they find you. Um, and just... Uh, that that it helps to have somebody else going through the same things you are, and sometimes it, it's finding a place to do it. Um, we we worked on a map at Ride and Roll that me. Uh, we're it's a work in progress, but uh, finding good places to exercise. You know, there's a you know, there's a trail across from the truck stop, or a quarter mile down the road from the truck stop. There's a a trail you can walk on. And that type of thing. And that, to me, that's, I love escaping for an hour in the middle of the day. You know, you work seven or eight hours, and, boy, it'd be nice to go walk in the woods for an hour, you know, type of thing, get away from the truck stop. And part of that, for me, exercise is escapism. You know, this well, industry's you know, 
you know, I don't, a little bit. I, the new the new mandate's coming up. I can't remember the date, July or whatever it was, um, where you know after eight hours you have to take that thirty minute break. So that's going to be uh, that's going to give them the perfect time um, uh, to. I mean, instead of just Instead of just sitting in the chair for 30 minutes because that's what the HOS rule says, I mean, that's that they're giving you 30 minutes right there that you could walk. Oh, yeah, and and some of my favorite runs have been, oh, it's going to be two hours before we can get to you, three hours before we can get to you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See ya. Where are you going? You know, I'm, as I'm pulling my bike out of my truck, I'm going for a bike ride. And it just looked like, well, that's cool, you <laughs> And, and for those drivers who don't want to even leave their truck, I mean, there's all kinds of things out there now um, that they they can actually do some exercise while they're in the truck. Maybe after they're, they've settled in and it's late and it's dark and they don't feel like going running, um, there's there's programs out there that they can use. I mean, it it, it really is just a matter of um, the desire. And I would think one desire would be if, if if you're overweight and you've come down with diabetes type 2 uh, and knowing that exercise and reduced caloric intake was going to, you know, eliminate that, to me that would be enough motivation. Um, I don't know if it is, but... Well, I, I think, so. I mean, I think it's right along with what Donna's saying. I mean, I think the motivation is uh, uh, with his medical review board and all this stuff coming up, um the motivation is the possibility of of you know losing your CDL and your livelihood if that's really what you love to do because let's face it Jeff it's it's really hard out there i mean i've tried it before i said man i'm going to eat salads i'm going to do the right thing and and you know man you know in before the 14 hours in the good old days when you could just run and run and run and you know at the end of the day you're dead dog tired and you walk in and you just you just swear you're going to eat good, and that dad gum chicken fried steak and gravy just calls your name. It does. It just looks like it's comfort food. Yeah. yeah. But you know, and, and some of this, and this is too too is is find out what you enjoy doing. Yeah. Uh, some people will enjoy. Well, we don't see America anymore. We, we're we're locked into the interstate system, and right. we don't get. You know, so many times there's a beautiful small town a mile away from the truck stop. You know, right. And, and I, I remember this from Lebanon, Indiana, where where the Flying J is, is north of Indianapolis, and the 140 exit there too. You know, it's a mile walk into town. You know, walk into town and, and walk around small town America. You know, a little bit. You know, yeah, I've yeah. seen drive. I've seen drivers out on the road that had their ten-speed bicycle strapped to the back of the cab. Well, my, I actually took the passenger seat out of my truck. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and and put a rack in there. So, and I've had my I had my bike strapped to the back before, but what I was finding with that was it was getting incredibly dirty, and I, I was spending more time cleaning it than riding it. And, and yeah. you, know, you have you have to clean them, and it gets the junk and the gears and stuff. Well, but hey, that's, find a, a way that's, to... that's exercise. It's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I'd rather be riding. I I love riding my bike. I probably ride my bike twice a week on the road. Um, and um, the trails. I know there's a there's a, um, a ride and roll cycling on the road. A Facebook group for. Uh, 
bicyclists, bicycling enthusiasts, uh, truck drivers too. Uh, Jeff Barker and Scott, Scotty Greenearth and uh, Deb Miller on that. It's a it's a good group and it, it's fun. You know, that's that's some good escapism. To, to get, I love you know. Oh, I'm stuck in a town for a day. You know, yeah. I'm going for a bike ride. Uh, yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, uh, there's still some enjoyment to uh, uh, to that OTR trucking if you just open your eyes and do it. Let's go back. Uh, let's go back to Colorado, but this time we're in area code seven two zero. Go ahead. You're on. You're on the show. Hi, Alan. Hi, Donna. Hi, Kari. How are you? Hi. Good. <laughs> How are you doing? Doing my. I'm good. I good. was just sick in the truck and couldn't. I had to suck it up, and it's just been real fun. And I'm out here watching the jogger. It's been an interesting show. But I've been researching um, lifetime GPS programs for the missing site, and there's one I came across called Life360, and it actually has a um, button that you can push on it, and it'll send out an emergency message to your friends and family that are on your little network if you need medical help. And this is what tell tell us again. And by the way, everybody, this is Kari Fisher, and I was telling you about the uh, missing truck driver alert dot com. Oh yes, it's a good it, site. Yeah, and Thank you. Uh, and the Facebook page also missing truck driver. Um, so could you just explain what that is again, Kari? It's called Life L I S E three sixty. It's an application you can download to your smartphones, and as far as I know, all of them will support this particular application. And okay. You, Lee and I both have it, so when I'm at home and I'm not on the road with him, I can tap into my computer and my phone, and within a few feet, I know where he's at. But it's got a button on there that you can push. You know, say he was having a heart attack or something, and you could push that button, and I would notice then emergency help to him. Well, that's pretty awesome. I'll tell you, I mean, we, we could actually say that you could probably go into your search bar on your smartphone and type in, you know, emergency health, and I bet you a lot of apps would pop up. People forget, I mean, I don't think about it that often, that you really can do that. Just search by keywords what you're looking for. But this Life 360 sounds great. I'll get that list compiled and sent off to you. Hey, did you get the um, the the sign-up web form um, fixed yet, or is that still a progress? Okay, it's so the, everybody, if you go and you can't sign up, just give it a couple of days. Um, it's it's just down temporarily, and then you can sign up on the missing uh, truckdriver.com website. There was just a yeah. glitch. Okay. Well, sounds good, Kari. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks, Kari. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Catch you later. Three, Life 360. So, okay, well, Jeff, um, all right, so these the the health standards that's coming our way, we're already seeing it with the announcement of the National Registry of Certified Medical Examiners. Uh, drivers know that, you know, health is important and it's going to become more important uh, for maintaining that CDL and their livelihood. Uh, again, getting back on your thoughts of the carriers and drivers must work together to meet these new standards. Um, give us a quick bullet point on how 
what needs to be done? I mean, what needs to be done for the carrier and drivers to work together? How do you how do you see that happening? How do you see that coming together? I think that that uh, we're going to have companies are going to have to become more competitive to um, attract and retain quality drivers. And and one of the things uh, you can do to attract uh, quality drivers and retain them is to give them health insurance. Um, how many drivers out here don't have health insurance? And one of the big things in health insurance now is preventive maintenance, just like change oil in your truck, not waiting until we break and fix us. Um, take um, a proactive approach to your health. And I think that trucking companies, if they're smart, will will do this, and that will be the forward thinking. I think that will be the forward thinking in trucking companies in the next 10 years, is to become more pro- proactive and become more uh, looking at their drivers as, as long-term partners, not just uh, throwaway assets. But trucking companies are known for having pretty decent benefits, especially medical benefits. I mean, company drivers, you know, especially, you know, they uh, more specifically on the owner-operators who, who have to get it on their own. Uh, yeah, and, I, and w- I would like to be able to see, and it's one of the things that trucking companies don't, with the owner operators, it would be nice, you know, even if the owner operator pays for the health insurance, to be able to link into the health coverage that companies give their company drivers would be a big, big help. Not just get it on their own, but to be able to link into a group policy. Well, but I don't know how they would do that. I don't know. Yeah, being in, being yeah. Go ahead, Donna. You you had the same thought as I did. Well, yeah, I just don't know. Um, Unless they're they're hauling for that company, is that what you mean? If they're well, yeah. If, well, just okay. say, say okay. a company like you know, company that's part owner operator and, and part company drivers. Oh, absolutely, get, I, I can to, see to that. Yeah, get, I mean, yeah, some people, to, you know, they're they're not hooked on with anybody. They find their own loads and and all like that. But yeah, those are the independents. But um, yeah, no, if they're hooked on with somebody, yeah, I. I I could definitely uh, definitely see yeah, that. I w- yeah, I would like to see that because it's uh, it's it's really expensive to buy a one person and one family health insurance. Oh yeah. And if you could do it with a group, it would be a money savings. And I know that that uh, companies like to keep you know a, a distance between themselves and their owner operators so that's not to call on employees. But I know. They're more than willing to share their uh, liability insurance with us. You know, approach the health insurance the same way. Yeah, and you know, again, and this, and you know, I kind of hate to get political here, but again, we got to look at the Obama, you know, national health care thing. That's going to be kicking in soon. That's going to make the premiums go sky high. So, um, I mean, are the drivers even going to be able to afford it? <laughs> That's the million dollar question, Alan. <laughs> I know. I know. I just I just threw that out there, but I'm just getting some ideas from you because I mean I just I hope they listen and they consider it because this um this health issue is it's it's coming up at us like uh, like the CSA, like I said in the beginning of the show. It's something that drivers gonna have to uh get serious about. Whether well, they like it or and, not. Well that that and and and, and don't do it for your company. Do it for yourself. I mean, do it to, you know, dance with your granddaughter. Yeah, um, hey, I hear you. And, and things like that. that. 
that's the way I look at it. And you know, it's you know, yeah. And of course, I have the most beautiful granddaughters in the world. You know, so. Right. Uh, yeah, I know what and, you're saying. I mean, don't don't look at it like, man, I got I I have to get healthy to to keep my CDL. I mean, regardless of the CDL, uh, just do it for your personal health sake. Do it for having a better better wellness and a better better uh, lifestyle. Right, and, and and I think companies. Now, we didn't have health insurance in in employer provider health insurance in the late 1940s, and the way it came about is because there was a labor shortage, and they also put a, a, a price a wage freeze on. You know, post World War II, and the way companies competed for employees was one of the things they did was offer them health insurance. And I right. think that that not just health insurance, but now with with, with wellness, you know, and it's not, you know, it's the idea of talking talking to a nutritionist every once in a while, and not just knowing, you know, maybe why you shouldn't have that, not knowing that you shouldn't have the chicken fried steak every night, but knowing why you shouldn't, you know. Right, and and maybe the grilled chicken with the green beans on the side is you know better than than a fried chicken with gravy poured all over it. You know? Right, right. And and you know I, you know I've had you know dealt with heart disease for a long time, and um, you know in my family, I, you know it's you know heart disease is my motive, you know, and um, yeah, you know so I look at everything that way. Well, even even the drivers that um, you know they look forward to their their big meals. Uh, instead of getting your your cheeseburger with fries, uh, you could get your cheeseburger with a salad. And even something oh. as small as that will help. Or, or, or you know, these companies they don't make their money off cheeseburgers. They make their money off French fries and cokes. You know, right. They, have have a bottle of water with your cheeseburger. Even <laughs> that's a, you know, a, a change, and 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 you're sort of screwing the fast food industry that way too. <laughs> so yeah. Think of it that way. Well, you know, Donna, you said something there that uh, you said drivers uh, look forward to and enjoy their meals. And Jeff, that goes back to what you said. The 14-hour rule. I mean, I remember. I mean, I. I actually really looked forward to being able to stop, sit down. I looked forward to that meal. And what you said earlier, the 14-hour rule has really taken away that, that enjoyment. Oh, I, I hate the 14-hour rule. It's just a passion. You know, it, it mine is because I run through Chicago all the time. Yeah. You know, why can't I just wait for two hours and let the traffic die down? Yeah, and, but that that gets me about these regulations. I mean, you know, I mean, I know it's all about safety, and safety is involved here, but um, – Something as simple as uh, adding the 14-hour rule uh, does affect drivers in a big, big way that I think a lot of those, uh, a lot of those over there don't understand. And part of that is just that simple little life enjoyment of looking forward to that meal and sitting down and relax, or taking a walk at five o'clock in the four o'clock in the afternoon in Lowell, Indiana, instead of burrowing through Chicago at rush hour. There you go. <laughs> uh, that, that's my big. That's my big thing. But I think with 14 hours. You know, we don't we don't need a fourteen hour rule. Or we need or electronic enforcement a fourteen hour rule if they would simply, you know, have to put all that time on line four. And uh and get paid for it. Right. It just right. totally eliminate the need. 
Well, I, I mean, I, this health issue, I'm, I'm, I, we've been looking at pretty hard because uh, I know it's something that drivers are going to have to start taking more seriously. And uh, the the MRB, the Medical Review Board, it's gonna it's gonna be affecting them more. It, it's just I really what I've gotten a lot out of this this discussion on the program is it really just boils down to personal uh, motivation to do it. And uh, I, I, Jeff, I I think that's just going to be the hardest obstacle for drivers to overcome finding that motivation. It's- like I said, if you pick up Runner's World magazine, there's always going to be an article on motivation. You know, and and that it. You know, you wake up when you're tired and you don't feel like it, and you don't do it. But it becomes habit. Uh, you know, try to make it a habit of going out for a walk every morning before you start, before you turn the key on. You know, right. and the little things like parking at the back of the truck stop. You know, that, that matters. It counts. Yeah, parking way back there, so you have to walk all the way up there. Right. Yeah. I hear you. Well, listen, time's winding down, Jeff. Appreciate you coming on the show. Are Are there any other websites or links that uh, we miss that you'd like our listeners to know about? Well, the Trucking Solutions Group, uh, we're on Facebook and we're on the net. And um, obviously, Truck and Runners, uh, Ride and Roll Cycling on the, on the Road, uh, the... Uh, now, Road Cooking by Don Jacobson uh, is, is also a, a really good uh, site about healthy eating and cooking in your truck. Okay, yeah, uh, I've, I've seen that. That's uh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is good. It is, and I, I've, I've got to start doing that more because I enjoy cooking, you know. So and to make a stir fry in the truck, is it's, it's kind of fun, you know, and... Um, you know, gets me away from the processed foods. Right. And I think I think one more thing. I think stay positive. Uh, our guest last week was Buck Black, and he's oh, a. Oh yeah. And th- the more positive you stay, the more incentive to desire to help yourself, because I, I do believe that when people are depressed, and that's one of the problems of being out on the road, they really don't care about themselves. So I, I yeah. think, think motiva- so right. motivation could be really a mental issue uh, about yourself and to feel good and want to help yourself. Yeah, and I think I think uh, Miss Black is, is I, I I think depression is just terrible on the road because we don't have personal contact with anybody that says are you okay? Right. You know? And so right. he 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 is uh, can be very important to the industry. Yeah, and and he you know a lot of people do take advantage of that, and I think it would be like a domino effect. You start to care for your mental health, and all of a sudden you care about you and your physical health. So yeah. I think it's all tied in together. Um, all a package, yes. Yes, it is. So uh, anyway, we'll we'll be you know having some more shows on driver health since it is going to be uh, such a such a major uh, topic at the convention, and uh, along with uh, with with the other topics that I'm going to discuss you know after the show. But you know it's something that we no longer can can just avoid we have to address it and trust me you know drivers are concerned they're concerned about themselves so yeah, yeah. so 
Well, listen, Jeff. Hey, I really, I really enjoyed this show. Y'all are doing a lot of uh, good stuff over there at uh, truckingsolutionsgroup.org, and I would uh, invite everybody to check that website out and and uh, take a look at the uh, Driver Health Council over there that uh, our guest is a member of. So, uh, well, keep in touch and stay safe out there on the road, and let's do this again. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Thanks, thanks to both of you. All right. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it. And uh, listen, um, uh, we uh, well, we still got some time here. Let's go. Donna will fill everyone in on uh, you know the second annual Truck Driver Social Media Convention coming up October 27th, 28th in Kansas City, Missouri. So are you ready? TruckingSocialMedia.com. That's where you can find all the information and reserve your spot. So check it out. And Donna, let's just move right on into uh, what you have for us uh, this evening. Bring us all up to date. Okay. Well, we, we've we already discussed the missing truck driver alert page. Um, it's missingtruckdriver.com. And uh, we just noticed that uh, when you put your name in, there's an error message, so just give it a couple of days or a day or 24 hours or something because they're working on it. But it's very important. It's an alert if uh, you want to be notified uh, of if a driver is missing. And also, it's a, a way you can notify uh, people. Just go to missingtruckdriver.com, and uh, you can get all the details there. A great networking and social media service. Uh, for the industry, and they will be attending the social media convention uh, in October, and we'll have all kinds of literature out there also. Um, yeah, it's it's coming up. I mean, it's almost May, and time's flying by, and we did notice registration picking up quite a bit. Uh, however, uh, if you want to reserve your seat because it is limited seating, uh, you need to go to www.truckingsocialmedia.com and just hit the register uh, button. So uh, uh, last year, you know, it was an incredible year last year. It, it kind of, everybody, you know, didn't really know what we were doing. What are you doing, trucking social media? What is that? And now everybody realizes, you know, the importance of social media and networking. And that's a very key word in this industry is networking. And what we've done this year uh, was create the theme, the circle of trust. And what it is is to gather and unite drivers and companies and, and people in general who believe that honesty and transparency along with integrity is how businesses should be one, uh, run and how they need to uh, uh, use that to to reach drivers with whatever important information or product or service that they want to provide. And uh, a lot of people are jumping on board with that. I'll give you a list later of our, our sponsors that we have uh, that that believe in, in the honesty, transparency, and integrity of uh, business and social media. Uh, last year, there was a lot of relationships formed, uh, uh, both business and personal. So uh, <clears throat> we we highly in- encourage everybody to attend this this convention. We're still going to be having the open forum for the drivers where they can address all their issues. And that was a huge, huge point last year. 
Um, we're also going to have uh, a, an open forum for social media on that Sunday where we'll have an, an actual expert panel along with our social media speaker, who, by the way, we just signed up uh, actually today, last night, and uh, I'll tell you about him also. Um, let's just talk about uh, what this is going to entail. Your first day, you're going to have your present, your presenters, uh, just a ton of information that uh, of, from quality people who care about the industry. They're they're not out there. They're not going to you know try to sell you uh, stuff. It's just quality information. And uh, yes, they do have quality services and products. However, that is not going to be the main emphasis. Uh, we have Human Trafficking Awareness and Social Media by Kyla Lieberg. And most of you uh, know Kyla. She's uh, huge on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, she's an expert in both human trafficking and in social media. So she's going to be one of our speakers. Trucking Employment Law, Paul Taylor of Truckers Justice Center. Um, who who just his his motivation? We talk about motivation. His motivation to inform truck drivers of their rights is unbelievable, and uh, he'll be there speaking and helping drivers. CDL training and the truck driver shortage. Uh, Richard Wilson of Trans Products. He was the speaker last year, as he's an expert in compliance and regulations, and he was our trucking regulation speaker last year. And he will also be on the the panel and and can advise with all kinds of uh, regulation questions. Truck driver health. Um, you heard Rick Ash. He called in before. He's the chairman of the TruckingSolutionsGroup.org. That our guest uh, Jeff was uh, Jeff Clark is a, a, a member of, and uh, he's going to give a, a. I just know he's going to give a powerful presentation on truck driver health, uh, trucking re- regulations. Uh, we're waiting for a confirmation on that, and trucking social media speaker. Uh, we the the bio and the pick isn't up yet. Like I said, we just signed them up. Jim Lupkin. And he is the founder of uh, SumaSocialMedia.com. If you go to Inc. Magazine, uh, April 9, 2012, they wrote uh, an article about him, Five Tactics to Conquer the Goliath Competition. Um, <clears throat> his clients include um, uh, Six Sigma, uh, ForRent.com, Homes.com. He's got a list of clients that he's brought through social media uh, to success, to reach people through. And he also believes in the honesty and transparency uh, part of social media in order to to engage your audience with honesty. It's, it's vital. It's vital. And that will be day two. Uh, we'll dedicate that to our panel and to our social media speaker. And... Uh, It'll be a little bit of a shorter day that day. Uh, it'll start at 8, and it'll be over at 3. So you need to ter- uh, purchase your tickets in advance. They're, they're, we're not going to be having uh, walk-ins, so uh, just go to truckingsocialmedia.com, click the register button, get it done, get it over with. It's only $99 for two days of incredible, intense networking and information. It includes your uh, your meals, the speakers, like I said, 
the open forum, the, the social media discussion panel. And we, as last year, we're going to have uh, thousands of dollars in prizes and the Making a Difference Award, uh, which will be be presented by Hope Rivenberg, and she confirmed also that, yes, she will be there, and we're thrilled to have her, and she'll be presenting that award. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit about our sponsors, and we're very grateful uh, this year as our platinum sponsor. It's Pilot Flying J and Challenge Magazine um, as the platinum sponsor. Our gold sponsors is Dynasys APU, uh, home of the um, uh, APU unit from Hajian. They'll be there. Navistar International, home of international trucks. Uh, they are, they're going to be there. Silver Silver sponsors include Trip Sheet Central, uh, Eddie Gachui, who was one of our speakers last year. And also he's uh, him and, uh, uh, let's see, and Dynasys and Lone Mountain Truck Leasing are all also Blog Talk Radio sponsors. <clears throat> and then we have the Zata Corporation, Fleet Management, CSA, CSA Compliance Systems. Uh, they are a new uh, silver sponsor. They just signed up. Lone Mountain Truck Leasing, again, they're a silver sponsor, and they were a silver sponsor last year. Bronze, Truck Drivers Money Saving Tips with uh, Vicki and Mike Simons. Uh, Great people, extraordinary people. Uh, We're so happy to have them. Transport Watch, Dan Matuli, uh, Stopping Fraud in the Industry. Casey Trucker with Dan Harmon. Allen and Ayers Productions with Barry Allen and David Ayers. Trucker to Chucker with James McCormick. A uh, wonderful website, great guy. He's going to be there. Idle Air uh, just uh, just signed up as a bronze sponsor. So uh, if you do want to be a sponsor, there is some time left. You just uh, go to info at truckingsocialmedia.com, send an email, or you can call at 352-505-8162 if you want to be a sponsor. Um and let's see. Uh, well, actually, I think I've covered the social media event. If I have, I missed anything, Alan, on that. Um, I don't think so. We're getting some great sponsors. I mean, we know we have international trucks came on board. All of them. All of them great sponsors. Uh, great speakers. Uh, we got a great uh, social media speaker, like you were just talking about, Kyla Lieberg, Truckers Against Trafficking. She's always a uh, Always a great speaker. So um, it's the information that's going to be uh, here is just. I mean, if you read the testimonials on the Trucking Social Media website, um, really, the what people got out of it last year was was tremendous. It which made us so happy because that was our goal to unite people. And um, by the way, the social media speaker that we have uh, is is has expertise in both uh, individuals and corporate uh, companies. So there's a lot of drivers out there who want to be able to uh, monetize other than their, uh, than driving, and they have blogs uh, and small websites, and they really don't know what to do to have to get traffic to their website so that they can monetize their AdSense or whatever it is they're doing. And uh, the social media speaker can, A, teach you how to have your voice heard with all your passionate messages, B, 
be how to get people to your blog to hear that voice and at the same time be able to monetize to supplement your income. So you're really killing like two birds with one stone with all this. And um, and and then it's kind of, I, I compare it to like going to church. You know, some people don't know much and then some people are very advanced, you know, and they're very knowledgeable with the Bible and everything. And, and you need somebody who can preach uh, both aspects and this is this is what we were very happy uh, about this uh, speaker, Jim Lupkin, that he's going to be able to do. He's going to be do it on the corporate level as well as the individual driver level. So it took a little a little time for us to get somebody that would fit, you know, the the audience that we have, and we're very thrilled to have him on board. Uh, well, yeah, just like you said, he's featured in a Inc. magazine, so that's not very shabby. No, no. <laughs> So you got it all in? I th- I think I did. All right, sounds good. And things are shaping up for a great convention this year. Hope to see you there. TruckingSocialMedia.com. Grab your reservations and come see me and Donna in October at Harris Resort and Casino for the second annual Truck Driver Social Media Convention. Thanks for listening this evening, and special thanks again to our guest, Jeff Clark of TruckingSolutionsGroup.org. Really appreciate his expertise and drivers. Stay up on these health regulations. Don't let it catch you by surprise like so many did with the CSA. There's no need for it to. They're coming, and in some part, they're already here. Uh, thanks to everybody in the chat room, Eddie, Mark, um, everybody in there I see, Chris, Dean, uh, MAS07. See you there. Thanks for joining us, and uh, everybody still hanging on the phone lines. Appreciate it. So uh, we will leave you here with, here's truck driver Tony Justice from his On the Road CD, which, by the way, you can pick up at any Pilot Flying J Travel Center nationwide with Trick My Truck. So until next time, on behalf of Donna Smith and Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening. Taking her own sweet time She's a fussing and a guzzling Running me way behind Sleeper lost a corner When I jacked my my trailer last year It's beat all to hell And hung up in damn six gear I wish somebody would Back in a DVD. Beads to cover up the master suite and a big old flat screen TV. <laughs> Ain't gonna be an HD, but it'd be nice if it was. Just give me flames and chrome, make it go faster than it does. I wish somebody would treat my truck.